Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Good morning. It's Mark and the Interpol. With whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? My name is Jeff. Jeff, you are now officially enrolled in Mark and Neanderthal's Middle School. Surprise! It's quiz time. I'm going to give you three questions, get two out of three correct, and you're going to see Warrant at a place where only the down boys go. Talking Stick Resort. Yes. All righty. So we're sponsored by Rainforest Plumbing and Air. You can find them online at askrain.com. Of course, you know, this weekend was the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, so let's ask some questions about that. Which came first? Neil Armstrong walking on the moon or the TV show MASH debuting? Hmm. Neil Armstrong. That is correct. 1969 to 1972. Which came first? Neil Armstrong walking on the moon or the song Hey Jude being released? I'm too young to remember any of these things. Hmm. Neil Armstrong. That is incorrect. Hey Jude was released in August of 1968. All right. Here we go. Which came first, Neil Armstrong walking on the moon or the first Dirty Harry movie? Definitely Neil Armstrong. That is correct, 1969. Dirty Harry came out in December of 1971, and I'll bet when I asked that question, you just said, I gots to know. I gots to know. I gots to know. (laughs) You are a winner. Hang on. Thank you. Of course, the 50th anniversary of the moon landing was on Saturday. I actually watched it uh, on CNN. They did this, like, they have this documentary on uh, Apollo 11, which is kind of neat because it's it's essentially all the NASA film footage and some graphics underneath it to explain what you're seeing. Right. Because, obviously, some of it is just visual and they don't have an, uh, a, a voiceover. And then some news reports talking about what was going on. It was pretty amazing to watch. It's still amazing 50 years later that we were able to do that. Or were we? Yes, we were. Some will still insist no, oh, no, no. but that's the silly. We, the minute we posted it up on the Mark and the Interpol Facebook page, the flat earthers sure. and conspiracy theorists yeah. came out. I feel a little sorry for Phil Mickelson. Why? ASU He's a millionaire. Graduate. I know, I know. But uh, he hadn't been playing that well okay. the last few tournaments, and he was... So he wants to be like Tiger. Well, you know, he actually, here's the deal. Yesterday, the British Open, or not yesterday, but over the weekend, the British Open, I don't even know who won it, but the uh, something happened that has never happened before involving Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. Which was? Neither of them made the cut. To head into the last two days, you know, you have to, you have, yeah, to, you have to score a certain amount. You have right. to have, yeah, there's, there's like a like, for example, if you can't get your round in and under 70 shots, then you can't play the next round. You basically yeah, have to qualify I, for the next round. I don't know if it's the score or how many people are doing better than you, but you get cut if you're not playing well enough. Basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You so, have to you have to make a certain a certain level. So Phil Mickelson hadn't been playing well and he dedicated himself to doing whatever was necessary to do better in the British Open. And he, sure. he did a little video last week and he posted this. The last 10 days I've done what I call a hard reset. I have lost 15 pounds. I've done a six day fast with water and a special coffee blend. But I don't know if it's going to help me play better or not. But I'm willing to do whatever it takes to try to get my best back. Even if that means pooping for two weeks. <laughs> that's, that's essentially what he's saying. So uh, 
that didn't work. So this morning, <laughs> Bill Collins or Phil Mickelson is like, I'll have two double cheeseburgers, right, yeah. large fries, large onion rings, chocolate yeah. shake, and a hot apple pie. Yeah, he walks right. He walks into the, the jack-in-the-box and over there in the corner with a butt in his mouth and a beer in front of him yes. is John Daly. Yes. Welcome to the Fat Boy Club. Yeah. Didn't bother me. I as, was still able to do it. As soon as he yeah. didn't make the cut, he... Uh, Scrolled through, found John Daly in his contacts, and texted, where are you right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm heading over that way. <laughs> John's like, Golden Corral, corner of. <laughs> Ch- chocolate waterfall. <laughs> see you there. The chocolate waterfall. Yeah, yeah, just, what a, you'll what see a, my face under the chocolate waterfall. Right. Mouth agape. What a disappointment <laughs> that would be. Six days of fasting? I see. And you still didn't make the cut. I mean, I admire I his dedication a- to it, and I'm, I'm sure he's not online at a drive-thru. But, God, that would be a disappointment. Now, I don't want to get a cheap plug-in for the revitalized people, but I did not fast, and I lost that kind of weight. <laughs> I lost that yeah, kind of weight. Had, it, was, how, it was like a month, right? Yeah, or you know, but I lost, but I, but so, I lost right? like 12, 14 pounds in a week. Because once it starts to come off, once you once you get your body into sort of the thing, it melts off. You lose like two or three pounds a day. Now, I'm not taking shots here. No, I get it. But Phil Mickelson didn't have as much to melt off as you did Yeah, but at I'm, that point. But I'm also in worse shape than Phil, Phil right. Mickelson overall. Right. So it should have been easier for him because his body was already athletic. His body was already in a yeah, yeah, metabolic state. Yeah, which means state. he has less to lose. Doesn't matter. It should have been easier for him. He was already there. His body should have already been processing that that quicker. He didn't have to kickstart his body. I, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Athletes, athletes are easier. They can get in shape faster than uh, non-athletic people. Yes, or but, athletic supporters in my case. But again, you know, it would be tougher for him to lose the amount of pounds, you know, per capita as a larger person. Well, you don't know that. What's it? You don't know what his body fat was. Well, is it more than mine? We don't know. Well, I'm, we guessing, don't, I'm guessing it was less. See, now that was a shot. <laughs> Monday morning, and it's that time again. Story time. Let's go to uh, Mark, who's going to be our helper. I think he's in Phoenix today. Good morning, Mark. Are you there? Yes, I am. Excellent, Mark. Here's the deal. Uh, This is the part of the show where we tell you a little bit about what happened during our weekend away from the radio station. You have to choose which story you think is more interesting to our audience. Mark's story would consist of this. Something happened this weekend that might cause you to accuse my wife and I of animal neglect. You're the lowest forms of mankind might cause you. Oh, all right. Sorry, I, I rushed to judgment on this thing. But besides, it's Mark's place to decide if that's the story we want to hear. My yeah. story, I was made aware of a fraud being perpetrated in the city of Mesa, and uh, and I think it's my job as a journalist to to let you know about it as well, Mark, if you choose that story. Which one would you yeah, like, Mark? That story. The fraud? The fraud story. All right. Yes. Excellent. <clears throat> so I'm out on uh, Friday night having dinner with a friend uh, at a at an unnamed Mexican restaurant in the city of Mesa. Uh, meal was good enough. They just recently remodeled. In fact, they've remodeled this restaurant several times over the last decade, which probably doesn't speak well to the amount of people that go to visit said restaurant because they keep changing the look. But it's been there a long time. Yes, it has. you got to give them credit for that. Yes, it's been there for a long time. So I went to the restaurant. I had a great meal with my friend, uh, and she had to use the restroom. Apparently needed to take a nap on the way out. Um, so I was standing at the counter speaking with the hostess, who I'm not sure if we can even call her that now anymore because that's a gender application that we're assigning to <laughs> that's her. That's true. Speaking to the person of a unnamed gender at the front desk, and I, I asked her, it, uh, what was going on at the restaurant, why they chose to uh, remodel so many times, and her response to me was, many of our customers believe we're not Mexican enough. <laughs> 
I said to myself, we're in Mesa. We're approximately two miles away from Guadalupe. How much more Mexican right. does it need to be? Well, you should be. If you're in Guadalupe, it's more Mexican. But I agree with what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Mesa, I, yeah, yeah. Mesa yeah. is a fairly Mexican yeah. environment. And this restaurant, I mean, what do they want? Do they want fat guys in bandoleros, like stereotypically? <laughs> like, do they need a guy with, like, a four-day-old beer drinking a drinking a bottle of tequila with the worm in the glass at any, every table? A man playing a very large acoustic guitar. Yeah. What does it take to become Marquinhos Mas Mexican? <laughs> what is it? Mark, do you have any idea how this restaurant could have been more Mexican? Uh, I have no idea. I, I, I know I... I know my name has a Q in it, so that makes me part Mexican, I guess. <laughs> or French. So Marquis, Marquis, yeah. Okay. Nice. So nice. then so then we couldn't have had more Mexican a caller than really is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. All right. Now so so a fraud may be being perpetrated at an allegedly Mexican restaurant in the in the city of Mesa, which is allegedly not Mexican enough. Mark, we appreciate you helping us this morning, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Take care. You know what? I, I I don't think it's bad to mention the place. I'd love to give the place a plug. It's been there a long time, which I admire. I have a soft spot for that that place. That was near near where we lived when we first moved here. Yeah, and and uh, and the general manager actually is a big listener of the radio program, a guy named Mark. Yeah, it's uh, it's Macayos. It's Macayos at yeah. base, Baseline and Dobson. It's yeah. been there a long time. It's been there it, a while, know, but uh, listen, that's a brutal game running a restaurant. Yes, it is. But and and if it's been there that long. They got to be doing something right. By the way, who are we as customers to tell them how Mexican their restaurant is? It's like, you know, listen, I, I know when you're in a Mexican restaurant and, and the blonde haired kid comes up and says, hi, my name is Tanner. I'll be your server. Right. I know, you know, you're like, OK, I'm not getting an totally authentic Mexican restaurant, but yeah, but that's the food's always good. But I got to be honest with you. If that's how we're staffing our Mexican restaurants, that's racist. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Can't win for losing these deaths. I was disappointed. I did not get to see that documentary over the weekend. It was pretty amazing. Uh, about the 50th anniversary of the first moon landing. And it was, it's so stunning to think that we were able to do that back then. 50 years ago. But we're not able to get people to stop eating laundry detergent. <laughs> In 2019, we've gone from a race of species of human thing, because I don't know that we can mention mankind anymore, right. um, that has been able to travel 90 some odd thousand miles away, nautical miles. I don't know the difference between nautical miles, but they use that phrase a lot, so I wanted to That's sound official. Nautical miles away from the Earth to land on another planet. Well, it's not a planet. Well, it's a celestial object. Yes. See what I did there? A moon, if you will. Yeah. Collect a lot of dirt and rocks and stuff. Drop a flag there. Take some pictures. Have a nap. Leave their car. Yeah, leave the car. Just dump it off there. And then uh, and then fly back home. And now we're all threatened by manhole covers. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was amazing to watch. And they were amazingly cool about the whole thing. One of the things that they, uh, they mentioned now, for those that don't, don't know what we're talking about, Apollo 11 is like this documentary film that was shown on CNN over the weekend. And I ended up watching it on Saturday night because I have no life. Um, but it was interesting to check out because they were doing, they had the flight surgeon there. And he was, they were uh, monitoring the vital signs of all the astronauts. And at one point, 
um, I think Michael Collins lost his a sensor of some sort. Right. And they're like, Michael, Michael, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Everything is good. They're like, well, uh, we have a... We have a, 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 a decreased rating of a, one of your respiratory functions. He goes, I'm good, man. I'll tell you if I stop breathing. Right. I'm all good. And yeah. then they were looking at heart rates. And one of them, I think Michael Collins was like 150-something. Buzz Aldrin's was like 130-something. This is during the like the takeoff or the landing. And Neil Armstrong's was like 85. He's like, <laughs> got it. <laughs> Handled it. I, I got. I tell you, handled. I, the most amazing thing to me is that Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong walked around on the moon for two and a half hours, then went in and slept the night. They slept yeah. on the moon. I have trouble my first night in a hotel. <laughs> like if we're traveling somewhere, I can't fall asleep. Like if we go to my mother-in-law's house, I can't fall asleep the first night if it's a different bed. Well, the interesting thing about that is while they were down there gallivanting on the moon and uh, and having themselves a nice little nap, Michael Collins was up in... He's in, orbiting. Yeah, he was up in, uh, I forget what they could they called it Columbia. When they separated, right. it was Apollo 11, and then the Eagle was the lander, and, and Columbia was the spacecraft. The spacecraft was orbiting the moon the whole time. Michael Collins was by himself for the better part of like a day, and he day and slept. a half. He slept overnight. Yeah. How's that possible? I, I, imagine if he's a sleepwalker. Yeah, he gets up. He's like, I'll set this for Neptune and we'll, you know. <laughs> I mean, if he, if he rolls over in his sleep and he knocks the autopilot off and all of a sudden he wakes up in the morning and he sees rings around the planet he's next to. Right, exactly. He's in big trouble. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, but he was by himself, so he had plenty of alone time to take care of business. <laughs> Think about that. We were out on Saturday <laughs> The 50th anniversary. Right, yeah. This amazing accomplishment happened. Yes, maybe the greatest accomplishment in the history of person kind, it kind. And yet, this happened on Saturday. Today's the 50th anniversary of the landing on the moon and the moonwalk. Can you name the three guys who were on the mission? Oh, no, I can't. None. I can't think of it. No? I got brain freeze right now. <laughs> Buzz Aldridge. And- that's, yeah. that's the best we did there. Buzz Aldridge. Buzz Aldridge. Yeah, not to be confused with Tommy Aldridge, <laughs> drummer from Black Oak, Arkansas, oh, and, and, and Ozzy Osbourne and Whitesnake and a bunch of others. An amazing accomplishment. It was so. kick-ass. It's still kick-ass to this day. It is. More stuff about the moon landing, which the 50th anniversary was this past Saturday. I was um, at a barber shop yesterday getting a haircut, and I mentioned that, that I had saw the documentary, and uh, everybody in the barber shop, four or five guys said, ah, it's all a bunch of baloney. It's, uh, it's, uh, they faked all of that. Right. Don't you know that? Did they? And I was, I was kind of surprised at that, that there was like five or six other people at the barber shop. That didn't believe we ever landed on the moon. It was all faked, all down in a studio. And These guys got there by themselves with driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was just surprised, so I had to ask him. I go, are you guys by any chance Arizona educated? <laughs> I, well, keep in mind... Keep in mind, we did fake the whole thing, and tens of thousands of people have kept their mouths shut for 50 years. Yes. And that, and that's what I said. There's no way everybody could have kept their mouth shut for that long. Right. There's just no way. Right. There were so many people working on that. Right. Well, know, my my not, cousin not, was one of those yeah. people. I have a cousin that actually worked for, for NASA. It was really weird for me on Saturday because I was like, because I've only talked to this cousin twice in my lifetime, yet he he's apparently his name is on a plaque that later on, during later moon landings, they put plaques up there of all the people that were involved in the project his name is allegedly on the moon assuming it happened or is it on a soundstage somewhere yeah where did they put all that stuff like yeah. that yeah. where did they put all right. the equipment right yeah okay all that and, stuff you know, that they you know look it, would, it didn't take long for those people the conspiracy people to come out and stuff like that look in the age of social media there's no way 
in 50 years, nobody would have opened their mouth. Not a chance. There's no way. No. There's no way. And and the documents are not sealed like the Kennedy assassination right. or any of that stuff like that. It happened, kids. I'm, I hate to tell you, it happened. I'm just amazed that Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong could sleep after they were uh, on well, the surface of the moon. I would have to assume that at some point exhaustion kicks in. I suppose. Or somebody spiked their tang. <laughs> the last night they looked at each other and was like, oh, God. I can't believe our vacation's almost over. <laughs> Got to head back tomorrow. One, one more dance. One more dance before we go. I feel a little, little bummed out here. Why? Uh, because you have a cousin who worked on the moon landing. Yeah. A lot of other people have called and said, "Hey, I had an uncle who worked on. I had a so and so. I, you know, well, I, uh, all gonna, those people kept their mouths shut because they faked the whole thing. Just in case you're wondering, yeah, I'm gonna have to go around being like, yeah, Neil Armstrong was my cousin. <laughs> kind of lost touch. Well, the funny anyway. thing about it is, if you Google, if you Google <laughs> Doctor Paul Monifo, you will see a striking family resemblance. Sweet. Yeah, if you all look, right. if you look at that, you'll see you'll see this picture of a guy. You're like, oh my god, it looks like Neanderthal except responsible. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brenda checked in with us. This is this is kind of one of those cool little brags at a at a party when you're there. You know, sure. sipping a cocktail. Here we go. My ex father in law had an upholstery <laughs> shop in Flagstaff. He did upholstery work <laughs> on one of the lunar rovers that's still sitting up on the moon. He did the seat cushions, baby. I'm Neil Armstrong's butt was on my work. I have a picture. I love it. I have a picture of one of those old vans from the seventies with shag carpet, <laughs> <laughs> just shag carpet, and one of those egg stereo things, That's right. stereo chairs sitting that was inside the lunar rover. The lunar rover. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> we were talking about them sleeping it's the on shagging wagon, sleeping in the uh, <laughs> in the capsule. You know, it's probably he probably did the throw pillows. Yeah, they said home sweet home on them. Yeah. Well, actually, there was when uh, one of the audio uh, clips that you'll hear if you watch that thing. And again, it was brilliantly done. I think, of course, Tom Hanks had something to do with it because it involves a space program and he's now apparently a consultant. <laughs> but he uh, uh, they put this thing he was one of the producers for. But one of the things said that uh, I think it was Buzz Aldrin who said that Neil Armstrong had found a place to uh, to tuck himself into to sleep. And that and, and the quote was, I slept on the floor. <laughs> it's like, guys, you're going to the moon. How about somebody get him a cot? That's right. Or maybe a body pillow or something like that. Yeah. But he said, yeah, he goes, I just found a place on the floor to sleep. They were able to cop a nap. And I would think, look, uh, with the amount of adrenaline and all the stuff that kind of goes yeah, with I suppose. it. I mean, they were out there for, I think it took him eight or nine days just to get to the moon. Right. Much less, you know, and then they were there for a couple of days and then came back another eight or nine days. So you're talking about, you know, almost a month off the planet Earth. Yeah, it, and it, so it's pretty amazing. The whole thing is pretty crazy. They left uh, they left footprints up there, right? Uh, yes, which I think is very rude. Yeah, you should rake up for the next golfers that are coming through. Well, everybody right? knows. Right? Well, in, in Donnie Brasco, everybody knows if you're a yeah. guest, you take your shoes off. Exactly. And Neil, Neil Armstrong says, I ain't doing it. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> got to get back to work today. The struggle uh, is real. Yeah, it is. We know that the struggle is real. We get it. But, uh, hey, if you ever miss any things on the show, you can always check out the Daily Mark and Neanderthal podcast. It's always there for you. You can just go to kslx.com, download the app, and then you get the Mark and Neanderthal podcast, and you can stream anywhere you want. And every day we uh, present to you in the podcast later on, in case you miss it at this time during the day, a little thing we like to call the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day, which is where we recognize exemplary human behavior. And it is time, once again, to award that to some individual or individuals. Yeah. You're right. We do do it at this time every day. Tomorrow, for instance, we'll talk to a guy who's taking huffing to a new level. 
we'll, mean talk, like, we'll talk about a guy. Yeah, a low level. You mean like Ariana Huffington? Because No, huffing. Because there was a point where, hello. Yeah, and tomorrow will be a two for Tuesday, dumbass. All righty then. Uh, today's dumbass is on the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page. It's also sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports. You can find them at ridenow.com. It's Monday. We need you, Florida. Oh, yes. Thank you for coming of through, course. as always. The gift that keeps on giving. 48-year-old Michael Monahan had a hell of a night a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah? He was at an adult entertainment establishment called Body Talk <laughs> with his girlfriend. Sounds oh. like a sport. Oh. <laughs> oh, Sounds boy. like a sport. She is a keeper. Yep. So sometime after 11 at night, Michael wound up in the parking lot with his girlfriend. Hello. After drinking heavily and began challenging anyone and everyone to a fight. Liquor. <laughs> Yes. Anybody who would listen, he wanted to go at. Well, Mike, he's Irish, and that's what we do. Yeah. Michael then began running around the parking lot before passing out on the pavement in the parking lot. Police had been called, of course. They showed up to find Michael's girlfriend rubbing his back, trying to roust him, trying to bring him around. Oh. Upon seeing the cops, Michael was back up and around. It's on. Round two. Yep. Fists in the air saying, time to rally. You want to fight? I'll say it. You guys. Let's let's go, effers. I love you guys. I hate you guys. Yep. So, wait, you want to arrest me? Go ahead. Go ahead arrest me. I dare you. That's what it was I like. I dare you. After you, you, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> they were finally able to subdue him and arrest him, but the first stop was the hospital. Okay. Because of his severely drunken condition. Uh-huh. It was at the hospital that Michael told staffers he had drunk 33 beers. I am wicked hammered. <laughs> he lived, which is not great for the rest of us, <laughs> but 33 beers. That's a lot of beers. Wow. It's a lot of beers. If you can keep count, have you really had that many beers? Right, exactly. That's mm. almost a case and a half. <laughs> so Michael Monahan will make him the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Hi, this is Matthias from the Scorpions. That was a beautiful story you just told. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX.